Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Bug Eyes Rock Pop Rambles. I'm your host, Angela, and I'm back from the dead. Bum, bum, bum. And joining me this week is Kerry from the band Bug Eye. Hey, yo. Who's also back from, I don't know, wherever she's been, <laughs> from work. Back from work, yeah. Back Not from back work. from the dead. Slightly no. less exciting. No, I thought I actually had COVID because I was so ill. Yeah, I was you were not well. Laid up in bed for like a week. I couldn't do anything. Um, but I had a test and it was all clear. So it was just a horrible other flu. There, are, there are other things. They do exist, yeah. Other illnesses are still out there. Yeah, but I do wonder, like, how? How do you get these things, really? Because... You know, I'm wearing a face mask, I'm washing my hands. I haven't actually really been out, although I do have a child at nursery, so I think I've just answered my own question. Well, that is true, but it is worrying, isn't it? Because obviously, mm. yeah, it's kind of, it is definitely worrying if you catch something else, because you're doing all these things to prevent yourself from getting COVID, which is supposedly sort of so much more contagious than all these other things as well. And I didn't get that. And then you managed yeah. to avoid that, but catch something else. So it's like, clearly you're not doing enough. <laughs> Yeah, my washing of hands is like one second. It's yeah. like very quick. Happy birthday! <laughs> happy birthday! Yeah, yeah done. That's done. it. Yeah. That'll do. That'll do. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got an action-packed show for you this week, <laughs> listeners. It's a real gem. It is definitely. I think it's going to be uh, one of the deepest and most thought-provoking um, of any show that we've done. If I'm honest, I I think so too. The theme of this week's show, Kerry, would you would you like to? Um, do the honours. Do, do the honour. Do the need for. <laughs> I, I would love to, Angela. Uh, today we are going to talk about songs about masturbation. Yes, yes, we are. Because we're not talking about personal experiences, <laughs> just other people's. Other people's that they chose to write songs about, pretty much. Yeah. Because I said that we were going to do this, or I suggested us doing this, right? When I talked yeah. about uh, Longview um, by mm-hmm. Green Day, which we're not going to talk about today, but that is a song about masturbation. Um, and I thought that there were lots of songs about masturbation, and we should chat about them because yeah, it would be fun. It would be fun, and I've got I've got some good ones for you, Kerry. Oh, I reckon I've got better ones for you. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. I think I'm going to win this week, definitely. Well, we always got it's always got to become a competition, course, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, naturally. Where's the fun knife? <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to win. I mean, for a start, I've got more songs than you, so I feel like I get extra points straight off the bat. Mm. Well, talking about um, more songs, we're actually going to try and fit more new music into the show this week than we would normally do. So we've got a bit of a backlog to get through um, of just amazing tracks. And I just I just think that, you know, I just want everyone to hear them now. So we're going <laughs> to try wait. and play some more new stuff. We're not known for our patience in Bug Eye. Also, we've been talking about it for ages, about doing shout outs to listeners or places where our listeners reside. And so <laughs> I thought, actually, I'm going to do it this week. So this is a massive shout out. To everyone, everyone who lives in Portland, everyone. Woo, go yeah. Portland. Yeah, basically, last week you were our biggest kind of listenership. How exciting. Last week, yeah, you topped the charts. And I don't know anyone in Portland. No, so I don't either. That's they're not why friends so and family. <laughs> that is why it's so exciting. So hello to everyone in Portland and thank you because, I mean, not everyone in Portland's listening, 
but you know well I mean that's what I'm assuming now don't break my dreams I'm assuming that everyone in Portland is like made themselves like bug eyes rock pop rambles t-shirts there's like yeah they're holding like events in our honor that we don't know about like that's what i'm imagining right yeah now. yeah exactly exactly there's a fan page being created yeah exactly no we have listeners in portland so more than one obviously well, i was gonna but, say um, you want two yeah, possibly more than that possibly more, quite a few more than that but yeah so thank you if you are in portland and listening and actually wherever you are well yeah it's not only portland are, we appreciate you wherever you are to make this a bit more meaningful, Kerry, I've got some some interesting facts oh. about Portland. Love it when you break out the interesting oh, facts, Angela. I just can't help it. I just need to have like a factoid love, show. I know, don't you I love really, a good about fact. About anything. Um, I said they're facts. I don't know if they're good facts. <laughs> um, now, where? how do you think the name Portland was decided? Portland. Portland, Oregon. How, not well, Oregon, the Portland bit. This is going to potentially show my lack of geography knowledge, but because I feel like it's got the word port in there. Yeah. Does it have anything to do with ports and boats? And See, I was thinking ports and booze. When you oh. said that. <laughs> That's always <laughs> But I don't think it's not by the, it's not like near the coast, is it, Portland? I don't think. No, I have no I don't idea. Know. <laughs> anyway, in 19, 19- no, that's wrong. Not in oh, straight away. Straight away. When Portland was discovered. No, in 1842, in 1842, apparently it was a game of chance, according to an early account, and it was between the city's founders who proposed Boston and Portland, okay. respectively, right? But they couldn't settle on the name, so they flipped a coin. It still doesn't explain why it's Portland, though. Yeah, I know. I kind of phrased that question. Yeah, I know. A bit, a bit wrong. I'm a little bit disappointed. I should by have that, said how it's decided, but I really want to go because you know how I like things like caves and tunnels. <laughs> yes, right? I do. I totally act as a bit for this like, story of masturbation since, here. Since but, you um, uh, dragged me to the smugglers' caves in Hastings, yes, I think I could account <laughs> for the fact that you like caves. Right, so many good caves out there. There's so many places I could go. With the caves right in Hastings now. are not one of the good caves. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of good caves out there. That's not one of them. <laughs> Well, maybe it's these ones. There's a network of so-called um, Shanghai tunnels that exist under modern-day Portland's ta- downtown and Chinatown area that dates back to Portland's early days as a cargo stop. So, Interesting. Yeah. That surely, that, I feel like that surely has something you know to do what? with the name to, being Portland. I think we need to look at a bloody map and understand <laughs> a bit more We probably should have done are. that before we started recording this episode. Well, the no, podcast. but it's talking about a river here, the Columbia River, so it's not the sea, is it? It's a river. No, but there could have been a port with the Well, there would river, have been if there right? was, yeah, well. No, they just went I, I don't know how these things they work. Threw stuff on land and never stopped. They just went past, threw cargo off. But anyway, legend has it, the name comes from the practice of kidnapping residents usually after a few drinks in an old town bar for service on a ship. While the tunnels do exist, the debate whether the practice of Shanghaiing actually took place beneath Portland City goes on. I see. It rages on. I'm not sure it probably rages (laughs) on. Like people are like daily in bars arguing over it. I've got one more fact for you. Right? Did you know that downland... Downland, downtown Portland. I've always known as Downland. <laughs> downland, downland, downland Town. the what? world's smallest park. The world, how small is it? Ha, well, have a guess. Have a guess. Is it like, I don't know, like one square meter. How small can a park be and still be a park? Twenty-four inches, sixty-one centimeters. And I'm going to show you a picture of this. Um, there's like a, a little ring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was transformed from an unused lamppost 
um, and actually named a park. Um, yeah, so basically, it was granted park status in 1971. And it, hang on, I can't. I'm struggling to admit. Say the. Look, let me show you a picture. Of it. Let me show you. <laughs> please a picture do. Of it. Please do. Come over here. So yes, 24 inches called Mill End Park. Right. Having been shown a picture of this supposed park. Yep. It's a it's a flower bed. Like it's a. You could still you could still walk a dog on it, like a really small dog. Just make it like a chihuahua, do laps of it. Like <laughs> I think it's like a, it's a quirky thing, isn't it? It's not like It a, is, but I mean whoever called that a park was just being a bit of a dick, weren't they? I would just you know what, I really want someone with a face mask to just stand on it and do some like I don't know, star <laughs> jumps or something. I really hope that's just, happened. I hope that's happens in I feel like that's the, the sort of thing that would happen in Portland. <laughs> Um, some other fun things about Portland. Okay, right? I thought that was it. I thought no, you said that no, was the no. last one. I've, I've got, I've got some funny okay, crimes. Oh, okay. that, that took place. Right, this was from Oregon Live in 2017. Um, a goat wanders into a Seven Eleven and munches skittles. <laughs> a woman gets a snake stuck in her ear. Oh. Not really a crime. That's um, not, yeah, how is that a crime? Just a weird, it's not. Is crime, it? Is it a crime I, on the snakes? I think she was abusing the snake. I think she was trying to use it as like a cotton bud. And it's, like, <laughs> it's not quite. So it was like animal abuse. Yeah, I think so. A man was arrested after masturbating vigorously in public because he hated Portland. Oh, great. My favourite, <laughs> my favourite one, though, is a woman was arrested for towing kids in a wagon behind her car. She said it wasn't a big deal. She was showing the kids a good time. So basically, the kids were aged two, four, and eight. They were sitting in a plastic red wagon, and she basically took them round a roundabout in like rush hour traffic, like really busy traffic. Yeah. And another bystander said that she saw her whizzing down the road at thirty miles an hour. The kids okay, I have wagon. questions. I have questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> First question. Were they her children or random children? Two of I think two of them were her children and one was her nephew. Okay. I'd be fucking pissed. So like her family members. Parents. It's not like she was like advertising like wagon ride for children. It's a genius idea though. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um <laughs> She just didn't seem to think it was a problem though. That was the uh yeah, that was a just a totally normal thing to do. Yeah, not dangerous. I mean, really. when I was growing up, my, <laughs> my dad would take us like like yeah, well, it's not the same. It was like a sit on lawnmower and a trailer. Yeah. And we would have like Halloween parties and like a very small Halloween party in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um no, but people would sit in there and like my dad would drive like through the woods and we'd like put creepy stuff in the woods um and stuff like that. And um I mean he wasn't arrested for that, but I don't think he was going as fast as thirty miles an hour. On a busy and there were yeah, and it wasn't a busy in road. City to be fair. So yeah. I will admit that it's not the same, but that's the closest I've come to living that experience. <laughs> they did also do something on Halloween where they had witches on paddle boards or something in the river. I have run out of time. To <laughs> I just I just think I would just be people watching and so fascinated living in Portland. But yeah, so they're the crazy stories that I found. But people from Portland, we want to hear from you. Yeah. Really. We know that there's a lot of like amazing bands that have come from Portland. Yeah. Dandy Warhols, Decemberists. Uh, Carrie Brownstein yeah. is from Portland. Yeah, but who are the new emerging bands that we should be checking out? And yeah, the definitely. Cool bars that are there that if we should venture to Portland that we should go to. 
Also, really, I want to hear your drunken, stupid stories. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically educate yeah. us about Portland. Because if we've proved anything in the last few minutes, it's that we clearly do not actually know no, much about so Portland. I apologise <laughs> to people in Portland. But we tried, you know, we, we tried did. our best. We did. So if you do have a story or a band that you'd like us to play, please drop us a message. I was struggling with saying email there. Um, an email to rockpoprambles at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at Bug Eye Band or on Facebook and Instagram as Bug Eye Music. And remember to like, share, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast because it actually helps boost our rankings so more people hear the show. That's the homework over. Should homework? That's definitely not the um, word you meant. You didn't mean homework at all. Housekeeping. housekeeping. that was what yeah. you meant. You know, I'm not even drinking. I'm not even drinking. <laughs> You're drinking is... the Heineken Blue that you demanded that I bring for you. Yeah, for, yeah, because I'm still not 100% better, so I just thought I want the sense of that I'm drinking but not actually drinking. It was the so fact, it was the fact that you messaged me saying, can you get <laughs> non-alcoholic beer followed by Heineken Blue? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> all right. Well, some of them taste so bad. So and demanding. One of the better ones. Anyway, I think before we get stuck into a story, should we play a song by a band? Yeah, let's do it. What have you got for me this week, Kerry? I am going to cough. <clears throat> Not COVID. <laughs> I uh, have got one that was sent into us, actually, from... Uh, because people do that, don't they? They send yeah, us in songs. They do. Which is cool. Um, and I had a listen, and this one sort of uh, stood out to me. So I have got Savoir Faire by We Three Kings. So here it is.
So that was Savoir Faire by We Three Kings. Um, so they are a no-nonsense three-piece rock and roll band from Manchester um, with a balls-out sound that blends fuzzed-up blues rock into three-minute mini-miracles of pure joy. I liked it. It has a kind of... Um, an, I don't want to cause offence to anyone with this. <laughs> um, it had a sort of in-excess feel to yeah. it. But obviously harder. Yeah. And... Um, I quite liked in excess. I think you know. Yeah. And yeah. I think I don't know. I think they go in for like a sort of like Royal Blood, Black Keys. Yeah. Sort of you know modern rock kind yeah, of sound. No, really. I wasn't saying they sounded like there's, there's just there's just no 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 no. I was yeah no. I totally know what you mean. Um, you fight about it. A physical fight. Yeah, it's a fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we've come to. Like, <laughs> we're so bored. Let's just start. Physically fighting, that's what lockdown has brought us to. (laughs) No, I really, really liked that. Yeah, so the song is their sort of uh, return from COVID-enforced hiatus uh, and tells the story of a dark and twisted night with mysterious consequences. Um, But yeah, I think it's just a really fun, upbeat rock song, um, which I don't know, was quite happy to to hear. I feel like there's a lot of misery around. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's just quite a fun one. Proper pogo around the room, drinking non-alcoholic love. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's lots of yeah. I just think it's got really catchy melodies, big riffs. Um, my personal favourite bit is the bit that comes in just after the the first chorus, that like walking oh, bass line. Nice, yeah, that just, was really good. Know, grabbed me when I heard it. Do love a good bass. Big line, fan. I like the bass on that song in general. As a drummer, I'm like I'd play with that bass player. <laughs> really? <laughs> Would you, Kerry? Yeah. <laughs> that sounded really Sorry, bad. Didn't that's, that's I didn't even catch on to where you were going with yeah. that until far too late. All this shows about masturbation, Kerry. I so feel, you can just, you can just imagine where <laughs> the time's like it's going. Be, I feel like it's going to be full of innuendo. Yep. In fact, I might whack one out. I tell you what, I've got a whole list. <laughs> Oi! I've got a whole list of uh, slang for masturbation. Go on. That um, I enjoy, and so I'm gonna like just pepper them in at random. I think I'm not gonna reel them all off, but I feel like I'm gonna give you a few like okay. throughout the show. Um, see how you feel about them. Cuffing the carrot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go, tell you what. I'll go through all the food related ones. Right, <clears throat> cuffing the carrot. There's a lot of food related ones. Yeah. Sourcing the taco. 
Not heard that one. <laughs> I haven't heard. But a I haven't lot really of heard of cuffing the carrot either. <laughs> but, you know. but I mean, you know, I get where they're coming from. This one was maybe my personal favourite of the food related ones. Buffing the muffin. <laughs> <laughs> that one might make it into my uh, my did, normal vocabulary now. Did flicking the bean make? Oh the yeah, list? flicking the bean yeah. is on the list. That was one of the ones I had heard for sure. Uh, painting the pickle. I quite enjoy that one as well. <laughs> um, are there any other food-related ones? Oh, this one, but I don't like this one. Choking the chicken. Oh, no, that's a bit... That one sounds horrible. Mm, no, we don't like that. We go. don't like people hurting chickens. We'll leave, we'll leave it there for now. Oh, this... this. Okay, this one's not... No, it's not. Okay, I'll come back with the f- more food-related ones later. Okay. No, not oh, food-related ones. We've got that ones. to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I'll do animal-related ones. Right, so which song about masturbation are you going to talk about first? I don't know. I'm so I'm excited about all of them. I'm going to start with one of the ones that's maybe like the most obviously mm-hmm. about masturbation, if you like, which is Orgasm Addict by the Buzzcocks. Mm. So from the name already, I mean... You would never guess. You've got an idea where it's going, right? So it was actually the Buzzcocks' first single, um, which was released on the 4th of November 1977 uh, by record label United Artists. And it was the first track on their 1979 sophomore album, Singles Going Steady. Um, so, I mean, this is the song they like came out into the world with. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think if you want to kind <clears throat> of make a stand. Well, exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> that wink, Angela. Standing to <laughs> attention. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know. Oh, God. Um, So, yeah, it is a straightforward song about a teenager who is obsessed with having orgasms, first in the form of masturbation, then graduating to full-blown sex addiction. Hmm. Um, So the sleeve um, is actually quite interesting um, for the single. The single sleeve was uh, devised by graphic designer Malcolm Garrett and featured a collage created by artist Linda Sterling. um, And it depicted a naked woman whose head is a clothes iron, um, with like smiling lips over her nipples. Interesting. Um, and so regarding the concept, Sterling explained, the, the artist said that, well, the iron came from an Argos catalogue and the female torso came from a photographic magazine called Photo. Uh, she said, I never cleared the copyright, but no one noticed, so it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, she also later added that it was made in a, in a Salford bedroom. I had a sheet of glass, a scalpel and piles of women's mags. The image was originally in colour, um, but Garrett thought it would be best to change it to a blue monotone um, for the record company because they specified the sleeve could only be printed in two colours. So it's like got yeah. this yellow background with sort of the blue monochrome image. Okay. And it's kind of regarded as a piece of art in its own right mm. now. And there was, um, I was reading about, I can't remember when it was, I forgot to write it down. Um, it was reading about, there was like a whole uh, exhibition that was put on of like reimaginings by different artists okay. of, the, of the cover. So it's like a famous ah. sleeve. Um, so yeah, go find a picture of it if you so desire. We'll put it on know. Instagram. Yeah. We'll find it. Yeah. yeah, we could do that too if we're being feeling nice. We won't have to look very <coughs> far. <laughs> hunt we, it down. Don't we spoil people. Um, so um, the song uh, was controversial due to its sexual content, unsurprisingly, um, and was banned by the BBC. Love a band song. Um, so the Buzzcock singer, um, Peach Ellie, has later said that the song is embarrassing. Like it's the yeah. only one that he listens to and shudders, um, which I'm not that surprised by because it's not a subtle song. No. Um, I mean, so verse two is uh, sneaking in the back door with dirty magazines and your mother wants to know what are those stains on your jeans. <laughs> 
Um, and then verse three gets better. You get in a heat, you get in a sulk, but you still keep on beating your meat to a pulp. Oh. <laughs> and he also makes like a lot of sort of like orgasmic sounds on it and stuff as well. Yeah. So I can totally understand that he would uh, listen back to that as like an early song that he wrote and be slightly embarrassed. But it's a great song. It is a great song. It is song. a good song. It is a good song. I'm a big fan. In fact, I really one thing I really enjoyed about doing the research for this episode was going back and listening to, to all yeah. these songs. Um, we had quite a long <coughs> list of songs to we pick did. from, didn't we? And it was, uh, yeah, it was we quite tough to narrow it down. Picked the most in what we thought were the most interesting yeah. ones. Um, so yeah, that's about it. It's what I've got about uh, orgasm addict, really. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's a super cool song. Go listen to it and check out the cover. We'll put it on yeah, our Instagram so you can have a little look see of of that one. Um, should we have another song? I reckon so. New, yeah, new music. I'm going to play, I had a song emailed to me called um, Vaccine by Jean Genie's Massive Hugs. So do you want to have a little listen to I this I would one? love to. I think this one's going to get you up dancing, Kerry. Ooh. So uh, get ready.
Massive Hugs, and that was a song called Vaccine. Very apt title yeah, very for apt. now. Yeah, um, and Jean Jean is an absolute, absolute sweetheart. And what she says about the song is, Once upon a time, not too long ago, I was up in Preston, Lancashire, couldn't get to sleep. This song was haunting me, hovering over me in my bed. So I got up, found my guitar and gently wrote this song. It is a song of hope, yearning and um, and the human connection. Aww. Which I think is really sweet. It's really sweet. It's, it's, really, it's got so many nice vibes about it. A bit it of does. blondie going on yeah. there and just... Uh, I love it when that's sort of more beefier guitar. That was exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, it was exactly really what good. I was going to say. Really For good. me, that was the moment, like when those Looking guitars kind of swelled in. Oh, yeah. yeah so good. Really good. Really good. Yeah. So, Jean Genie, that is a fantastic song. And Jean Genie does a lot for people in music. She's part of the South Norwood Community Festival. Oh, cool. Um, she works for The Zine. Mm hmm. Um, UK so uh, yeah she's she's a she's a bit of a legend in music industry in the UK so big shout out to Jean Jeannie so I suppose it's my turn yeah now tell me tell me a story I'm gonna tell you a story and I'm moving my paper away from you so you don't cheat and look a bit <laughs> why are you gonna test me on things gonna, well, no, are they, are quiz I've questions got, I've always got like a little oh, bit of a God. quiz thing going on haven't I because you, know, you know how much I love a good quiz right I'm gonna talk about the divinals I touch myself. Yeah. I don't think you can talk about songs about masturbation <laughs> and not feature. Yeah, yeah, another one that's like quite obviously about masturbation. It was a song that was written and recorded by Australian band, um, rock band The Divinals. It was released in November 1990. Mm-hmm. And it was the lead single from their fourth album, Divinals, which um, debuted on the UK singles chart at number 69. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> on its eighth week, it peaked oh. at number 10. <laughs> Can't resist. God, Spending... we've suddenly become like giggly children, know, haven't we? Like teenage boys. Or something. But yeah, so it spent a total of like 12 weeks in the charts. Um, and what do you think the song's about, Kerry? Is it about touching yourself? <laughs> it's about masturbation. So the divinal singer, um, Christina Amphlett, and guitarist Mark McEntry wrote this song with songwriting team Tom McKelly and Billy Steinberg. Now, those those two um, were pretty known for um, bashing out a hit. <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly just laughing at how happy with yourself you are I when know, you say these things. I know, I know. Um, they wrote songs like um, I'll Stand By You, mm-hmm. which was recorded by Cindy Lauper and also by Phil Collins. Yeah. Uh, they also wrote... Um, like a Virgin by Her Majesty, Majesty, Madonna. Oh, that was a really shit one, was really bad. Um, Eternal Flame by Bangles, which they co-wrote, obviously, with um, member Susanna Hoffs from the band. I Drove All Night, which I could read that one out to you again, Kerry, if you Oh, want, please do. By Roy Orbison. <laughs> Are you sure? Not Or Osborne. is it Roy Osborne? And also, as we know, famously covered by Celine Dion. <laughs> Um, yeah, I stand. I'll stand by you. Recorded by the Pretenders, which was co-written with um, Chrissy Hines. So, in short, they, they wrote a lot. They wrote of, a lot of songs. A lot, a lot of songs. But they Hit co-wrote makers. this with um, the Divinals. Yeah. Um, anyway, you get the jizz. Gist. Sorry. I'm not even giving you a laugh for that one. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what a jizz mopper is? Do I know what a jizz mopper is? Yep. I don't think I do. That is a hole in my knowledge. Oh, well, I'm going to enlighten you. It's a person employed in a strip club 
who has to clean up the semen uh, from the private okay. booths. Right. What yeah. a delightful job. Yeah. I think they're probably just called a cleaner, aren't they? Well, yeah, I'm not sure that anyone really calls them like a jizz mopper. They're a specialist person. Like, they're not walking around with, like, a T-shirt that says jizz mopper on the back. You know, and it's like, you know, do the, do the, are the mops, like, colour-coded is in... Oh, that's for the, that's the, the jizz, jizz mop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the beer mop. <laughs> that's the piss mop. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, anyway, yeah, that was my little my little um, quiz question in there. There's a few that pop up, Kerry. So, oh, okay, sorry. So, you know, be on your toes. I didn't even this. notice that yeah. one, if I'm honest. <laughs> right, anyway. The song is clearly about masturbation, and it's not the first song to obviously cover the subject, but po- probably, it's probably one of the most direct sure. songs about masturbation. In fact, it ended up being banned in a few countries, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, <laughs> what do you, what I, do you mean by apparently? Well, no, because I read that in an article. Um, I think it was on Song Song Facts. Yeah. But, I, but then when I did a Google search, I thought, well, I, I'm going to quiz Kerry on this. Where does she think it was banned? But I couldn't actually find oh, okay. any details on it. So um, so maybe it wasn't. Or but it then, was, but it's not really big news. Yeah, I suppose so. But I like it's the same with like Orgasm Addict, right? It's like, of course it was going to get banned. So are you, are you, are you dissing my fact? No, I'm not dissing your fact. Dissing my fact. I'm you? saying it was. I know. I'm saying I think your fact is right. I suspect it was banned, but I'm not sure that it's that 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 information is necessarily like. It's not like a page it's of like not, this not. song was banned in these. Do you think we've talked you know. about it enough? <laughs> Move on. <laughs> There's more to the song than just having a wank, though, right? So <laughs> the, the lyrics actually quite poetic. Are they? Yeah. No. I mean, do you share this, them? Well, I'm going to share a little bit Please of this, Kerry. If you want to sing um, the song, feel free to do that as well. I love myself. <laughs> I want you to love me. For a second then. I wasn't sure if you were reading the lyrics or just sharing something. When I feel down, I want you above me. <laughs> I search myself. I want you to find me. I really wish you weren't doing it in this breathy voice. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to remind me. But anyway, no, actually, I'm, you know, I'm taking the piss, obviously. <laughs> Um, no, I actually really like the song, and I do yeah. think it's it's the lyrics in it are really cool. Um, and did you know that I touch myself actually became an anthem for breast cancer awareness? I did not know that. Yeah. So, in a more serious note, so Amphlet explained in an interview on an Australian news show she'd sensed that something was not right in her body, but medical tests weren't showing that she had cancer. So she said she was, you know, I was having mammograms and ultrasounds because I had this, you know, this thing. Yeah. I'm checking it. But it wasn't until I touched myself or kept touching myself, she recalled. Eventually, she requested a biopsy because mm. she just wasn't taking it that it's nothing. Yeah. Um, and nevertheless, what her doctor, you know, so she ignored what her doctors were telling her and, you know, persisted with I want a biopsy, which she got. Um, and it actually determined the fact that she did actually have breast cancer. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, well, quite sadly, Amphlet died um, aged 53 in 2013 mm. at a home in Manhattan after a long battle with breast cancer. Because due to multiple cirrhosis that she had yeah. as well, um, <laughs> she was unable to receive radiation treatment or chemotherapy as part of her cancer treatment. Following the announcement of Amphlet's death, numerous tributes were received from artists, performing and musicians Russell Crowe wrote, rest in peace, Chrissy. She played my mum in Blood Brothers in 1988. Wow. She was also an actress yeah. as well. And I just thought, I mean, I'm just feeling really emotional at the moment. That actually um, made me well up. Oh, so that is, that is sad. 
No, because I was just reading lots of interviews about her and watched a few things um, on YouTube about her and she just seemed like such a wonderful, actually yeah. quite inspirational um, character musically as an actress and just, you know, a lot of things about her and it's just so sad that someone like that dies so early. Yeah. Um, but her friends and family and the Cancer Council of New South Wales launched the Breast Cancer Awareness Project. I touched myself in 2014, so that was like a year after sure. she died. Um, it was a group, as I say, of like her family and friends and Australian singers um, as well. So I think it was about 10 singers in total that kind of came together um, to release a, a soulful cover of I Touch Myself with the intention of honouring Amphlet's death wish that her biggest hit could inspire other women to check themselves for breast cancer. Oh, that's amazing. So I think, it, you know, I never knew that. Yeah, so the project was called I Touch Myself Project. Um, and it brought together cancer survivors like Olivia Newton-John um, and um, Amphlet's cousin, Little Patty, and eight other singers. And the benefits of, you know, self to promote the sort of benefits of self-examination as a means of detecting breast cancer early. Yeah, yeah so that, that was... Um, hang on, do I have something else? No, I don't. I don't at all. That's it for the Divinals I Touch Myself. I really, really like that song. Yeah, me too. Should we play something else? Go on, then. New music-wise? Go on, then. Um... I'm going to play a song by Edouard Padres called The Hustle. Don't you leave me behind, and don't you leave me for dead 
So that song was called Hustle. The Hustle, even. What did you think of it? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think really funky. Yeah, really funky. A lot of fun with that. Yeah. Cool little guitar riff going on there. Yeah, definitely. Some cool little drum break bits. Such a retro... Things I really love stuff that sort of makes... It sort of harks that sort of nostalgia feel. Yeah, for sure. To it. And uh, not to say that it doesn't sound quite modern with it as well. No, I agree. But, it's like um, a fresh take, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. A, on a vintagey kind of sound. Yeah, but I quite like bands that do that vintage sound, but do it well. And I think they do. Yeah, they do pull it. I off. agree. They say about the song, the hustle handbrake skids straight out of a seventies cop car chase intro into a Reservoir Dogs boogie, where it's time to put on your shades and strut down the street with shady intentions. It's it. It's good. That's it's what it great. is, right? It's that really sums it up, I think. Apt. It's totally, totally spot on. Yeah, and they say it's a Tarantino disco switchblade shuffle. Some great words being thrown around, aren't I they? I love it. Fucking brilliant descriptions, which yeah. so aptly, you know. And there was, there's some nice photos that they sent us as well, which was, I think they're taken at um, like the Camden, Camden Assembly, Assembly right? Yeah, yeah. If I'd it's really not, like if it's not Camden Assembly, it's somewhere with exactly the same backstage I, as Camden Assembly. I really want to see them live. I think they'll be a yeah, lot of definitely. fun. Yeah, A lot of fun. Definitely. Yeah, so that single's out now. And we'll put, um, we'll put links in the show notes. And Thank we'll make links. sure we tag them in our posts on social. So check them out. I think you're next, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, I've got I've got you down as being next. What are you going to educate me on now, Kerry? Chat about an absolute tune. Have you got any more? Um, oh yeah. Fidge? Oh, you want some more? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do some animal ones then. Next, this one's horrible. <laughs> you ready for this one? Burping the worm. Oh. <laughs> that one's really horrible. Not mm-hmm. a fan of that one. Uh, charming the cobra. <laughs> who, who would it be? you could just imagine the type of yeah. person that would say yeah. that yeah i would i don't want to be friends with the sort of person who's going to say that they're charming the cobra if i'm being honest so they've got a bushy tash a hairy chest with their shirt open. i did i did have a friend at they university always sit that little bit too close <laughs> one of my friends at university did used to refer to his penis as the black mamba but um <laughs> that's another story um what was they doing? Animal ones. Yeah. Spanking the monkey. Yeah. Is one you know. One. And also, did you ever watch Smack the Pony? Yes. Yeah, because that was supposed to be a, a euphemism for uh, female masturbation as well. And then this one is not really an animal one, but it sort of is. And I just think it's brilliant. Badgering the witness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to be the type of person who uses that one. I love that one. I think that one's so good. I've got lots more really random ones, but I'm going to save them. All right, so who, who, okay, so masturbation songs, that's what we're talking about this evening. So what other track have you got? So, Absolute Tune, Dancing With Myself by Billy Idol. Oh, that is good. Really good to play on um, guitar, (laughs) or whatever it's called. (laughs) Oh, what, uh, Guitar Hero? That's it, yeah. Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero. Is it? Guitar Rock, whatever the fuck, yeah. I played it when I was drunk at a Christmas party. I haven't played that. I was the worst. Years. I'm actually a guitarist. Well, no, it was. Well, like it's retro not the same, gaming. is it? It's different. No, it's, it is different. But you would think that I would still be able to kind of somewhat get my head around it, it, but couldn't at all. But um, I feel like drummers are actually better at Guitar Hero because it's more about timing than it is anything else. Are you saying that guitarists just can't play in time? <laughs> no. Without drums. <laughs> I wouldn't want to offend all the guitarists that listen to this. Yeah, we we're, were playing like retro games like that, and then yeah. someone got out there that. <laughs> 
their Wii, and so uh, we played like Wii sports and yeah. crap like that. But yeah, anyway. I want to have a night like that. I know. It was so much fun. I want to have a, a band Guitar Hero competition. Yeah. And be, see who wins. It'd be fun. That would be amazing. Um, but Dancing With Myself. Um, so the song was first commercially released in the UK in October 1980 by Generation X, which was the, the new wave band that Billy Idol was the front man of. Yeah. Um, but it was then remixed and re-released by Billy Idol as a solo artist in the US in 1981. Um, and it's the song that brought him success there and it was much more successful when it was released that time around. It was sort of a bit of a flop when they released it in the UK as a band. Um, and it's one that's not so obviously about masturbation. Mm. Um, and it's actually sort of in doubt whether or not it is about masturbation, to be honest. So the inspiration for the song came um, when Generation X were on tour in Japan in mid-1979 and Billy Idol was struck by the sight of the young crowd in a Tokyo discotheque dancing with their own reflections rather than with one another. So there were like wall uh, mirrors on the walls mm-hmm. and the kids were like dancing in like a pogo style up and down, um, but just like watching themselves do it in the mirror rather than <laughs> dancing with each other, which is a little bit odd. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, and to be fair, like in the lyrics, the first verse is on the floor of Tokyo or down in London town to go with the record selection, with the mirror reflection, I'm dancing with myself. Like, I think for sure that is sort of where the idea for the song yeah. came from. However, Billy Idol does admit that there is some sort of masturbatory element to the song, which I don't think you can argue with because the second verse is then when there's no one else in sight in the crowded lonely night while I wait too long for my love vibration and I'm dancing with myself. Really good lyrics, though. They are really good lyrics. Say, and especially uh, the, the, the first <laughs> bit that you mentioned, it just it just makes them even more genius, just knowing that there is actual... It's just not It's not like random No, exactly. It's from like together. a thing it's that happened. Thing. No, I agree. It is, in fact, from... I've listened to the song probably four or five times today um, because I was just like realising more and more what a great song it is. Yeah. Um, because I've always liked it and you hear it and it makes you want to dance, but actually listening to it properly and looking at the lyrics and all of these yeah. things, um, it's a really, really great song. Um, so he also said about the song that it's about more than just dancing. Um, so he told Rolling Stone, the song really is about pe- is really about people being in a disenfranchised world where they're left bereft dancing with their own reflections. So another, I've got, I feel like there are like three levels of interpretation on it. You've got yeah. surface level, it's about masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit deeper, it's about the, this, the, you know, this discotheque in, in Japan yeah. where they were dancing with their own reflections. And then a little bit deeper, uh, it's about a disenfranchised world. So uh, there you like go. Maybe, maybe it's the tale of one evening. So he started off in the Japanese thing, yeah. went back to his room and then just felt a bit shit after masturbating. And that was maybe. his, yeah. Yeah, felt a bit shit after beating the bishop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. But it's, uh, again, just a song that invites more listening and more thinking mm. about. Um, so on a Guitar Centre Sessions video thing, um, he explained that with Dancing With Myself, I was trying to put back in punk energy but streamline the music at the same time and make it great to dance to and slightly more sexual. Some of the things that punk precluded because it was a sort of gang kind of music. I wanted to put a sexual feeling into it. And that's when I started doing with songs like Dancing With Myself. 
So he wanted it to be mm. kind of sexual and sexy. And so that's where I think that yeah. he, he played around with this idea of like, it's going to sound a little bit like it's about masturbating, even yeah. though it's not, or it is, or it's not. So you Do you know what I mean? Put a bit in there to, yeah. to kind of shape it into being about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Steve Jones of the Sex Pistols played the solo on it. I didn't know that. Yeah, he played the guitar solo on it. Um, and the music video uh, was directed by Tobe Hooper, who directed the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, <laughs> and I strongly suggest you do yourself a favour and yeah. go watch the music video, because okay. it is one of those brilliantly 80s <laughs> music okay. videos. Um, yeah, it like starts off with Billy Idol sort of in a lift and like, going through like different you see like different bizarre scenes on the different floors um and then he's like singing on a roof surrounded by these like dancing zombie mutant characters and at one point he like grabs these big electric things like something out of a frankenstein movie it's quite rocky horror picture show almost um and then there's like multiple moments where it sort of inexplicably cuts to the same shot of him like stroking a tattoo on his arm for no apparent reason. <laughs> but I was like, I just kept being like, why does this shot keep coming back? Like, what is the point in it? I feel a shot. Like, we don't have any more. Honestly. Um, so yeah, go go watch that. We'll put, I'll put a link to it. It's brilliant. Um, so yeah, I've got a bonus Billy Idol story for you. Go on then. Just a little random story I found. So apparently, while working on his self-titled debut solo album in L.A., Billy Idol rented a bungalow at the Chateau Marmont Hotel on Sunset Boulevard. Um, so on March 5th, 1982, he awoke at 3 a.m. to discover there was nothing to drink. So he destroyed his room. <laughs> <laughs> I often do that. I mean, I can see that happening on a bug eye tour. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, later that day, the police arrived and a naked Billy Idol surrendered although he later learned they weren't there for him, um, but were investigating another Chateau Marmont resident, actor John Belushi, who had overdosed and died that same night. Oh, God. But yeah, Billy Idol just saw the police and nakedly was like, I surrender! Because <laughs> he'd woken up and destroyed his hotel room because there wasn't any booze. Well, I will say that once upon a time, a member of Bug Eye did go naked sleepwalking. <laughs> Um, I was very surprised by this because I was awake sitting up watching TV. Oh, God. And um, that band member basically walked past me, went to the kitchen. I was like, are you okay? What are you doing? And they said they were going to the toilet. They didn't go to the toilet, but they took the kettle into the bedroom. And uh, that was that was it. Are you going to reveal who it was? Are you going to keep no, it? No, I think people can guess secret. who it is. Yeah, but, um, sure. but yeah, I mean, I can guess who it yeah. is. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was interesting. <laughs> we'll we'll keep the rest of the tour stories uh, yeah. <laughs> for now. <laughs> um, I've got a great new song by a band that I recently discovered called Hot Wax. Mm-hmm. And they released a single kind of start of November, I think, called Stay Cool. So would you like to hear it, Kerry? No.
So that was Hot Wax. What did you think of that song? It was called Stay Cool. By <laughs> I liked it. That was a really cool song. Yeah, I think it's satisfyingly hard hitting. It is, yeah. Brilliant guitar crunch there and great vocals. Yeah, really cool. I haven't, I haven't heard them before. I haven't really come across them before. Really promising band. How... I was quite excited when I heard them. They're from Hastings. Are they? Yeah. How have I missed them? Where, 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 where have I been? Well, not where have they been? I'm sure they've been around. I've probably been hiding in a hole somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, deep that where they've been, Kerry, is deep within the bowels of the south coast of England, is is what they say. <laughs> um, and they're refreshingly inspired by no one. Which I think is a great is a good thing to say actually because yeah. I think loads of bands just sort of try to pluck these names yeah. out of the air and I'm guilty of always just doing these comparison things. But sure. I think they are quite refreshing actually. Yeah, I think so too. And they've got huge sound. Yeah, huge, huge sound. Yeah, it's big three, and in your face, piece. isn't it? Yeah. I will post uh, links in the show notes as we do for the bands, but please do go on to the streaming services if you use them, um, <laughs> which. You know, there's debates at the moment. Just, just if you can spare like ninety nine p, please buy us. Yeah, definitely. Rather than uh, and stream it, we don't bands don't really earn any money from streaming, but um, it is it is quite helpful for building profiles. So stream it, buy it, share it, like it, all of that stuff, and help help make a difference to to new bands. So that was hot wax. Big fan, big fan. I am. Anyway, um, so I've got my last song for you, Kerry, that I'm going to tell you about. Bring it. And can I just say, were you proud that with the last song I talked about, I didn't go on for eternity? I have to say it was refreshing. Um, it might change now. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for that then. <laughs> right, well, here we go. This one is called She Bop and it's by Cindy Lauper. Another great song. Also the name um, of Lucy O'Brien's book, She-Bop. Well, that's is. where she got the name from. Hmm. Uh, not where Cindy Lauper got it from, <laughs> where the book gets it from. Sorry, yes. just make that one clear. So She-Bop is a song by American singer-songwriter Cindy Lauper. It was released as the third single from her debut studio album, She's So Unusual, which they actually had four hit singles from she wow. was the first female artist to actually achieve that four hit really? singles from a debut album. Yeah, do love Cindy Lauper. So it came out in July 1984 and was a hit worldwide. The song is her most commercially successful single after "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" and "Time After Time." Yeah. Um, and when talking about the song, Cindy Lauper says that she wanted to create something that was rockabilly meets electronica, and that she even tried to work with Kraftwerk. Really? Song. Yeah, but after meeting with them, they didn't seem to kind of have the Mesh. same sort of vision yeah. for it. She wanted these big vocal parts, and they weren't really into that. Mm. Um, so it didn't it didn't really seem the right fit, and didn't really go anywhere. But um, yeah, I, I can't. I mean, I can imagine some great craftwork synth elements being put into that, but I can't imagine them doing her vocals no justice. Really, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like half a good fit, isn't it? But not yeah. quite. No, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, the lyrics go, hey, hey, I've been thinking of a new sensation. I'm picking up good vibrations. Ooh, she-bop, she-bop. Do I want to go out with a lion's roar? Yeah, I want to go south and get some more. Hey, they say a stitch in time saves nine. They say I better stop or I'll go blind. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah, classic. <clears throat> brilliant lyrics. Really good. Um, a really fantastic song. And something that was really important for the time just just like the other song as well, because women weren't really singing 
about their own sort of it was it wasn't it was quite rare for women yeah. to sing about masturbation or or sexual gratification exactly. in in that way men had been doing it and they seen seen as being cool but it was more controversial for a woman to do it for sure. so this was actually quite a brave move yeah and it's seen as one of the first blatant songs i mean the divinal song came up before this but it was seen as kind of one of those firsts that that was sort of you know quite a big thing for Cindy Lauper yeah. actually to kind of tackle this head on as a pop song yeah for sure um, and kind of way. like kind of yeah very commercial pop song exploring kind of female sexuality at yeah. that time I suppose no it's, it's exactly and introducing the song at a concert in Paris in 1987 Lauper said a bop a day keeps a doctor away I recommend it <laughs> <laughs> yes Cindy Lauper <laughs> Okay, did okay, so going slightly off piste with this, Standard. but still on the <laughs> three hours but later. Still on the theme of masturbation, <laughs> right? Just so you know. Um anyway, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but back in the nineteenth century, masturbation was seen as a sign of insanity. And if you were caught, you could very well end up in an asylum. It's mad, isn't it? Mm, yeah. And in February twenty sixteen, that was still the case. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, in February, tw- in some countries, yes, it well, still yeah, is. Well, yeah, for sure, but, in some um, countries. Yeah, or worse, I think I read somewhere about people like being executed. Oh, I don't, right. yeah. don't want to go down that route. Anyway, in <laughs> February 2016, an image of a list of, like, sort of documenting dozens of reasons why women were committed to insane asylums between 1864 and 1889 began circulating on mm. social media. Do you remember this? No. <laughs> although, okay, well, no, although the list is kind of frequently sort of commented on as being a joke, it yeah. is actually somewhat rooted okay. in truth. And then I ended up um, Googling loads of stuff about this, like proper research sites. I felt I felt like I was doing a good job today. Did you work hard? To, to fact check some of these, yeah. these things from the list. And it's like, oh, my God, there's a scary amount of them that mm. are actually true. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so, I mean, the, the list that's posted apparently was compiled from a logbook from West Virginia Hospital for the Insane. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and the list was sort of things that re- could result in you being mentally ill. Okay. Right. Um, <clears throat> there's four separate items on the list relating to masturbation. Right. Okay. You know, like, how dare a woman have a good time without Well, blame. exactly, right? You know, we must stop this if women can discover how to orgasm, the world will collapse, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to read a few of my oh, favourites please do. Please do. from this list. Um, there, there's one that's masturbation and tobacco, right? Okay. Now, is that <laughs> masturbating while smoking? Yeah. Smoking after masturbating? Masturbating with, with tobacco, tobacco somehow. <laughs> That's not going into details, but I thought, that's interesting. I'm not really sure what that means. But you've got laziness on the list, a sign of insanity, being lazy. Just being lazy. Yeah. Um, there's also that time of life. So obviously speaking about the menopause oh there. <laughs> Masturbating for 30 years. Continuously? or <laughs> If you do it for 29, that's different. Then, then that's yeah. fine. Yeah, there's um, there was also on here um, hard study. So studying really hard. 
can make you a yeah, danger. like if you're really so basically if you know too much yeah if you know <laughs> then too you're much, a danger to society yeah they even list politics god this is for women right so all of these things if you're interested the thing is right in that, we're laughing at it because it is when it's you know kind of feels like it's so far in the past and everything it just seems so silly that you laugh but it's really not funny is it it's no it's not it's, it's not. awful and then they've got self-abuse, which is obviously masturbating. Yeah, again. Uh, again. Um, I mean, there's there's so many domestic trouble. So, obviously, if you're not doing as you're told. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the, when I say a few of my favourites... Well, no, they but were it's, just like, like, it's in, crazy, isn't it? Like, and some I'll, of the craziest yeah, ones. Yeah, I'll, I'll share, you know, having various vices... So, right. you know, what does that even mean? Well, that, what, that would be probably, like, drinking, smoking... all of these things i mean the thing is that all of this is like this is why i sort of wanted to do this subject as much Mm. as i kind of wanted to do it just because i thought it would be funny and silly i also think that women need to talk about masturbation oh absolutely absolutely and that's why songs like cindy lauper's she exactly and and, you know songs you know beyonce's and the next song and the next song i'm gonna do as well yeah Yeah. exactly that that people still talk about this it's nothing to be embarrassed about actually no not um there's (laughs) there's also one that says jealousy and religion together together again so hang on let me think about this one jealousy and religion so is that that you're a strong christian but you're jealous that of Muslims or like what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Jealousy and religion. You're you're jealous of people that are religious because you have no faith, or you're jealous of people who have no religion and are doing things that you wouldn't do. I don't know. And then and then again, is it also if you're just religious, that's fine. If you're jealous, that's fine. But if you're both religious and jealous, you must be insane. Then because you're insane. if you're religious, you shouldn't be jealous. They're fine on their own, <laughs> but together. Dum, dum, dum. Anyway, those displaying symptoms were locked away from society and very often left to die in squalid and inhumane conditions. Mm. Over time, society would use these institutions as places to lock away those they felt weren't like them, including those that would now be considered of low learning difficulties. Sure. Um, You know, husbands who could afford to pay a sympathetic doctor could have their wives imprisoned in a madhouse with no just cause other than they would not obey their spouse. That's awful. Yeah. Whilst inside as an inmate, you had no legal redress and no means to fight for um, release. Yeah. And you refused contact with any visitors. You were pretty much stuck. So, in short, another disgusting, terrible, awful chapter in the treatment of women um, throughout history, really. Um, it's not it's not a laughing matter. I think the reasons may sound funny, but it's actually really quite disturbing that this happens. And it wasn't just for women either. I mean, people with mentally who were mentally ill at that time, who were genuinely mentally ill, were really not getting the help that they, they needed. No words. <laughs> no. So it's just pretty pretty <clears throat> depressing. I'm glad you take um, you took you took our, our funny Fun podcast about masturbation oh, no, to I'm a gonna, dark I'm place. I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to turn it around. But yeah, Ratched, if you haven't seen that on Netflix... Brilliant. ...is brilliant. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. And it's based on the nurse from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. So do watch it. It's really good. It's dark. It's, it's dark, dark, but it's good. But it's yeah, it's dark, but good. It's very kind of American horror story-esque. It's by the same people, it is the I think, same, isn't it? It's the same person, yeah. yeah. It's very watchable. So, 
back to Shebop. How did, wait, where did that come from? That was random. What? Where did you just randomly bring Ratchet out from? Well, because about mental institutions. Well, I know. You feel stuff like you <laughs> dropped it in there randomly. And like inappropriate behaviour. Yeah, I thought you were going to like go into a bit more about Ratchet. But you're just like, Ratchet, great, great show. Well, Watch yeah, it. if you want to know about mental institutions, although it's complete fiction. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think um, that's uh, that's the place to learn <laughs> but, but about actually, reality. The, the, um, no, but the treatments in there of like the cold baths yeah. and, you know... That if if we do things like I don't know bleed someone it helps yeah. relieve them yeah, 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 sanity yeah. and all of that those things are sure. absolutely things that happened yeah. um, and scarily they they were still in place until not that long ago no. <laughs> anyway back to Shebop um, so there's I don't think there's there's nothing like talking about the music video for this song there's nothing blatantly inappropriate about it mm-hmm. right. But apparently there's some sort of subtle sexual meanings okay. in the video. And again, it's a brilliant 80s video, yeah. so you have to watch it. It's great. For example, um, the magazine she looks at is called Beefcake, which is like a male erotica mm-hmm. magazine. The vibrating motorcycle she raised an eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's brilliant already. She points to the idea of female liberation with a self-service gas sign and references to Uncle Siggy's... Right master bingo um mm-hmm. you know and let's not forget the scene where Lorpa's legs are sort of framing behind a foggy car window <laughs> <laughs> and then she sits up holding a magazine brilliant probably beefcake but um when writing the song and this was in a there's there's a there's a couple of like and they're not very long uh, videos where she she talks about the story of shebop mm-hmm. they're on youtube and i'll put them in the show notes um, but she talks She talks about songs. She said when she was writing it, she did a bit of research and went into a shop and looked at kind of naughty magazines um, but to, to sort of find ones that, that girls might buy. Yeah. Um, so she basically picked up a copy of Blue Boy thinking it was um, it was a, girl, a, a girls' magazine, yeah. a magazine for girls, but obviously it wasn't. It was like... Um, Homosexual magazine. Okay. Let's just say I don't know okay. what that, that. I don't really know what that voice. No, was I don't that know what happened. that voice was either. But um, anyway, so the lyrics go: Well, I see him every night in tight blue jeans in the pages of a Blue Boy magazine, and that the lyrics come from that yeah. bit of research yeah. because that was the first thing when she opened up and she saw a spread and it was this guy in blue jeans. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. So you know, another another nice thing of how it's it's a real thing. Yeah, these like great lyrics. That, into um, yeah yeah, yeah sure. in, into the song very real things that are turned into brilliant lyrics yeah so um i don't really have too much more to say about it i mean yeah. cindy lauper fantastic artist like i could sure. say you know that album was a smash hit absolute legendary singles um that would stand the test of time um it's it's a very inspirational song mm-hmm. um because she was quite radical yeah in the way that sure. she delivers it the lyrics are great the song is a lot of fun and i think she really does hit the nail on the head where you've got that kind of rockabilly sense to it but with yeah. electronica in there and it's it's very stereotypical 80s yeah i think but um but yeah great great song okay some random facts for you kerry as Bring a em. quiz Bring um em. who do you think performed the ceremony at her wedding Right, and there's a hint to this. Mm. It was a rock and roll star, and we've covered his story in an early episode of this podcast. Um, who covered it? Give me more of a clue. No, you, that's, that's all you're getting. I think I, I think I covered him. 
Yeah. My brain is blank. I can't think of anyone we've ever, we've ever talked about on the podcast. Or shall I just... <laughs> I can't think of anyone. <laughs> so as soon as we record the massive... I'm start. so bad. This is why I hate quizzes, because I'm asked the question, my brain forgets everything it's ever known. <laughs> it was Little Richard. Oh, little really? Little Richard performed I the ceremony for her wedding. I was not someone I would wedding. have guessed. <laughs> yeah, little, little Richard performed the ceremony for her wedding. She asked the singer to, um, to do it, obviously. Apparently, he tripped getting on the podium. And according to Lorpa's husband, Wallace, the first thing little Richard said to everyone um, was, shut up. Amazing. (laughs) Just set the tone for your wedding there. Yeah, exactly. Did you know she was an avid activist, Cindy Lorpa? But for what cause? I don't know. She's still alive, so I don't know why I'm saying was. Is, <laughs> is, is. is an activist. Yeah. I don't know, I would guess something to do with women, but I, d- I don't know. Is it something to do with animals? She has her own foundation called True Colours Residence, which helps LGBT homeless yeah. youth in the city of New York. Amazing. Yep. And which sport did she become involved <laughs> with in the mid-80s? Handball. <laughs> Tennis. <laughs> One more guess. I said sport, it's questionable. It's an <laughs> oh, actual sport. Well now I don't know. Uh, sport, but not a sport. Darts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not darts. In the mid 80s, she was part of the rock and wrestling connection. Really? In the WWF, now the WWE. She managed ladies champion Wendy Rich, uh, Richter and wrestling personality Captain Lou Albano. Um, and appeared in her videos for Girls Just Want to Have Fun. What an time absolute after legend. Time. Yeah. Love can you just imagine? I hope she got in the ring and was going, come on. Oh, my God. I can totally imagine yeah. her involved in wrestling now, now that it's been said. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and my final, final mm-hmm. question. Which Broadway musical did she pen 15 songs for? Yeah, you, I wouldn't have got this either. She wrote 15 songs for the soundtrack of Broadway musical Kinky Boots. Did you? Which won six Tonys, including one for Best Musical. Um, Lorpa received her first ever Tony when she took home the award for the Best Original Score. Amazing. I thought that's really, really bloody good. What a legend. Yeah, absolute legend. I and loved her before. I love her even a little yeah. bit more now. Yeah, no, but like you were saying earlier, it was like I was just listening to yeah, yeah, Cindy yeah. Lorpa stuff and it was just like... She's great. We need to actually do an episode on her, although I feel like I've kind of, I'm sure there's Probably more to, yeah, to I reckon she's just that. Yeah, but, I reckon you know, she's the sort of person yeah. that there's all sorts of like random little stories and, and facts about. Yeah. Um, well, the song next song I was going to do links quite well um, with that one, um, which is Bob by Macy Gray. Oh, I don't think I know this one. So it's a more recent one. It came out, I think, 2015. So okay. It came out um, not that long ago. Um, and it sort of came out after Macy Gray. I mean, Macy Gray is someone who you're sort of like, what? What's she doing now? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like she yeah. had um, what was the song? I'll try was like yeah. her big song, right? I try. Yeah, I love Macy great. Gray. Whenever I hear her voice, I'm like, oh my god, I love Macy Gray so much. Um, but yeah, so she kind of yeah, I feel like it was a bit of a random one this song because it sort of came out of nowhere, if you like. Yeah. and it's a love song to her vibrator. Why not? Which is, I think it's brilliant. In fact, I've I didn't I'd forgotten about it, and then when I listened to it today, I was like, oh, I've definitely I've heard this song before. I think yeah. when it came out, I must have become aware of it. Um, so yeah, basically in the song, Bob is the name of her vibrator, 
Um, and it's also an acronym standing for Battery Operated Better. Um, the song is literally about how great her vibrator is. Um, and it includes an animated video uh, where her vibrators all walk around her house dancing. That's That sounds good to me. For listeners, I'm imitating a vibrator I know, I'm, dancing. I'm, 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 I'm looking at this now. Just, that's if, just a bit if, speechless. If, if you're wondering what Angela's stunned silence is about. <laughs> Um, so the opening lines of the song, uh, he fits like a glove, always up for love, steady like a caterpillar. <laughs> another favourite line of my, one, uh, another one of my favourite lines from it is, uh, it's heavenly, it looks just like a big hot dog. <laughs> so it's this, it's such a brilliant song and it's such like. I need to hear it. I need to hear it because I can't imagine. I think we need to, to play, really a clip. play it Let's now. play a clip. It's not on Spotify. I don't know why. I couldn't find it on Spotify. It's such like a lovely little song. <laughs> You've got to see the video as well. That sounds like such a sweet, innocent song. And it's so dirty. It is. And the video, like those vibrators, all of the blue one, I could just think of Marge Simpson. Exactly. It looks like Marge Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most random thing. Like like I say, she's someone who I feel like sort of disappeared for ages and yeah. then just appeared <laughs> with this random song. Um but it's really good. It's sort of brilliant. I don't know. It's sort of like you listen to it. And it really makes you laugh because it's so silly. Yeah. And like just the fact she's calling it Bob. Do you know what I mean? Like makes it really Bob hard. Bob is a fine name. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> I said my granddad was called Bob. Maybe that's why I'm uncomfortable about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's such like a silly, funny song, but it's also sort of kind of great for sort of being this thing that celebrates female sexuality as yeah. well. And she's doing it so sort of unashamedly. Um, I mean, she said about it, I just hope people take it seriously enough as music. That was always the thing I'm worried about. I hope people listen to it and just love the song. So, yeah. because I mean, your reaction when I put it on just now was, it's like a piss take song. Well, no, but I meant it as in. Did well, you no, do no, it no, but no, for sure. I'm not saying that, that's totally the. I think that's I totally, totally the normal listened, reaction. But the thing is, I I probably would have listened to the song and not thought too much about the lyrics. But well, no, exactly. That's, that's it. That's what I do. I agree. You could it. you could totally listen to that song yeah. and not realize the lyrics at all. In fact, I was talking to someone about it today, who was um, who was like, oh, I I know that song. I never. Like, I was sort of just talking about songs I was going to talk about. And she was like, oh, I didn't know any of these songs about masturbation. I was like, Macy Gray's Bob, like, surely. <laughs> like, if you've listened to the lyrics. But no, but if you didn't. No, but that's the, that's the thing. It just it's sounds like, such, just... like such, say, such a nice, happy, innocent, bouncy yeah. little song. Like a little yeah. summer tune. But like when you see the video as well, and the, you know what it reminded me of? Have you seen the um, there's a spoof video of... Um, the music video for, um, oh, my God. <sighs> totally Clips of the Heart. 
Turn around. Yeah, I know the song. I'm trying to think if I've seen the video. I need to send you the spoof because I just basically changed the lyrics. Yeah. You know, um, like just, you know, why am I touching my head? (laughs) There's a curtain blowing in my face. And just, uh, there's just all these sort of, you know, why these guys dressed as ninjas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what the fuck is going on? And it's because it is such a really bizarre video, actually. And it's like, it's a very full on song, isn't it? Like, it's a song that's hard to take too seriously. Yeah, exactly. And there's just like this random cat thing. Anyway, yeah, it's it's really good. It's really good. But that's what this looked like. Yeah, it was like, this looks like someone's taken this song and put spoof. I think it's, yeah, agreed. And I think it is sort of walking that line. Like, I think it is supposed to be silly and it is supposed to be a little bit spoofy. But she was also genuinely trying to write a good song too. Oh, no. Which I, and I think, no, and I think that she totally succeeded in that. But I do think it treads that line. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so she said about it as well. I hope it opens women up to talk about what's really real for them. Um, Noting that women have to be so private about their sexuality and their periods, whereas guys can just talk about their penises and whatever. Girls always have to be so ladylike about it. I hope girls can start talking and just say the crudest stuff. Well, that's why this song's quite genius, right? Yeah, Because exactly. it has this kind of sweet little tone and it's talking about masturbation and and masturbation shouldn't be like, you know, it shouldn't be let's bring out the dirty guitar. No, exactly. And make it all like, yeah, no, curtains, exactly. turn the lights off and it will be moody or whatever. Yeah, it's, in fact, you've just... It's just making it very exactly. light, light-hearted. And I think actually you've made me think about it in a way. I feel like she's trying to do... Um, She's sort of trying to sound all sweet and innocent and like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to be as a girl. But then yeah. talking about something that's quite kind of crude and and sexual and showing that, you know, those two things can go yeah. together. Um, so, yeah, it's a brilliant song. Go listen to it. Watch the video. It's great. Yeah. Um, it also reminds me of, uh, I just, it reminded me of a, a song by an uh, Australian singer-songwriter, Stella Donnelly. She has a song by, called Mosquito. It's mm-hmm. another, like, recent song. Um which is, yeah, Mosquito is referring to the sound of her vibrator in that <laughs> song as well. Um, so, yeah, more love songs to vibrators. That's what I say. I think so as well. Let's all start singing about masturbation some more. Yeah. Maybe that's what our whole, maybe our whole next but, album can be about masturbation. But the thing is, if you think about it, like, I don't understand what anyone's hang up is no. with, about about masturbation exactly. at all, or why it's even seen as crude. Well, exactly. I feel like it's almost more acceptable to talk about kind of, sex with another person than it is to talk about masturbation right yeah and there's no reason why there should be a difference no um so yeah i think the next bug eye album songs about (laughs) masturbation (laughs) there's there's a challenge for me there okay yeah do you want some more do you want the last of my uh my interesting slang go on then These, these are the best ones as well these are just the totally random ones so uh I've got, how many have I got for you? I think I've got three. Three for you. Go on. Making the bald man cry. <laughs> That's horrible. That was really horrible. The others aren't quite as horrible. Um, paddling the pink canoe. <laughs> I'm really enjoying watching your face in reaction to these. Okay, here we go. This one's the crowning gem. Are you ready? Scratching Yoda behind the ears. <laughs> Could never, oh. never look at Yoda the same way again. <laughs> oh, masturbating. <laughs> you walked into that one. <laughs> no comment. 
Oh no, it's garden gnomes for you, isn't it? Oh god, don't start on the gnomes. <laughs> Let's not whack out a gnome conversation right now. <laughs> okay, oh. well, I think I think we've kind of come to the end of our, <laughs> Some... our journey of masturbation <laughs> together, Kerry. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I don't I had, know about I had you. A good time. I had a good time. I think we it are... was uh, <laughs> mutually satisfying. Yeah, exactly. I think we should do this again, Kerry. <laughs> Next next week? Next next week, next episode. That's, that's it. It's just going to be about masturbation. <laughs> the whole now. podcast is now about mas- masturbation. Yes, exactly. Now, well, thank you to everyone who has been listening. It's been great having you um, listening along and <laughs> masturbating and <laughs> whatever whatever you've been doing while listening. <laughs> Don't. Maybe. I mean, we like it when you write in and tell us stuff. But if you have been masturbating to it, I'm not sure we want to know. I, yeah, I don't really want you to tell me about that. Okay, so we've been Kerry and Angela. <laughs> I feel like you forgot my name for a split I did, well, second. I was then. wondering what I was going to say, to be honest, <laughs> I hadn't really planned the end of this. But we do have one last song that we're going to, to play, so I'm just going to talk a little bit about it, and then I'm just going to press play, and then that'll be the ending. And then we'll leave this. you alone, stop annoying exactly. you. Exactly. So I discovered this song through reading um, an article in Joyzine, um, which which is an online webzine music site. Really, really cool. Good and good and it is. Yeah, no, it is. And uh, it popped up in my feed and I thought, I'll have a little read of that. Because the picture of the cover attracted me. I found it rather attractive. Did you? Kerry, the cover of this what, single. What, what attracted you is, to it? Because it, it's got an ice cream van. And you just love like ice a cream. Tradi- like a retro <laughs> ice cream van. No, I'm not re- Did you know that those ice cream van, like the ice cream machines, like the Mr. Whippy. Yeah. Um, the 99 Flake yeah. ones, whatever they're called. Um, that's the the biggest poisoner of UK people. Like they're what? cleaning machines properly, you're more likely to get poisoned from that than anything else. Really? Yeah. My niece had a summer job working in an ice cream van. Really? Yeah. I, that surprises me because it's cold. So you would think that I get like if it's not clean properly, that's gross. It's not like dry <laughs> ice. Kerry, I feel like this whereas... is like the most passionate <laughs> argument we've had in a really know, long time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine that the cure for fucking COVID is Mr. Whippy ice cream? <laughs> the bacteria, bacteria the, no, the, yeah, the bacteria in kills Mr. Whippy, vi- yeah, it kills the virus. Kills the virus. So, you know, you get the shits, but you don't have COVID. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically like the old silence thing, rather than bleeding you out, we, they just want you to shit it out. Yeah. yeah. Could work. Yeah, it could, it could work. Anyway, back to this song. <laughs> There's a re- rather attractive ice cream van, retro ice cream van on the, the cover, um, which, which I thought was quite cool. And it attracted me to um, to the article. Cool. So, yeah, no, I like a good cover. Anyway, the artist is called Wolfgang von Vandergast. So the name obviously intrigued me. Incredible name. Incredible name. And I really wasn't disappointed um, by this. The song's called Oh, What a Carry On. And so Wolfgang, ugh, what do they say about Wolf, Wolfgang? Such a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfgang von Vandergast. Like, I feel like you need to put in like a sound effect for like every innuendo. I know. I know. <laughs> Canned laughter. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> anyway, so Wolfgang von Vandergast could be the kind of name you'd expect to be attributed to a swashbuckling bohemian terrorising the high seas. It is a random yeah, name. for sure. But basically, that is what I would think. <laughs> yeah, but basically it's kind of like um, a... Um, alter ego alter reality of cardiff-born hip-hop producer dale lewis um 
It's absolutely cracking. So I'm going to play it in a moment. So I just want to say thanks again for listening. Over and out. Yeah, baby. Hi. I'm fond of them. Yeah, you are. It was my first time sleeping in a scuba suit With a groupie in a hula hoop, knee deep in a fried boot Laid back, loving on a lily pad With a cute fruit player tooting bombs over Leningrad I took her hand in a manner that became her And swung her by the arms all the way to my chamber Now with a stranger to the shoreline, solemnly We waved to the sea from the top of the belfry Causing no two spraying on my big band bells Bringing glory, hallelujah in the very end And it's a strange way to woo her, I beg boo for the shortcut to the muter to amuse her. And like a teapot, I poured on the compliments, snacking on a fresh scone, dripping with the condiments. Call me Sid James, be my Hattie Jakes. You can sing my song, oh, what a carry on. It's just a carry on. Mm, yeah, baby. Call me Sid James, be my Hattie Jakes. You can sing my song, oh, what a carry on. Sitting on a wooden box, thinking to myself, farmers and such a clever clock. All she wants is a stag with a lucky bag, and I'm a backpacker with the luck of an Irish man. Celebrating like the job was done properly. Your artist, you was watching for a quick dose of buggery. With her eyes dry, tears started trickling down both cheeks. Too much imagery. And on her tippy toes, bum rose heavenly, sort of like a sunrise from out of the 70s. And with my mustache acting like magnums, I tickle that twist with the speed of a stallion. To what the rata rari, the bush sort of fit like I'm on a safari. And lardy lardy, the beat smells sweet like honeydew. I grabbed her by the hair and told the freak what we're gonna do. Call me Sid James, be my happy Jakes. You can sing my song, oh, what's a carry on? It's just a carry on. Congos, a song goes something like I'm bongo, I'm bongo. Squishy sippy lips, sipping on a juicy bit, fluent in the language of the cats and the clitoris. Sat together as we read Farmer's Future from the start to the end, giving marks out of one to ten. It's incredible what your arms and legs can do. I didn't know that I could be so flexible. So we rolled in the grass and I tickled the rust. It went bang as I bounced on a balcony bra. She was my sweet Julie Juliet. At the Kaiba, call me Dick Turpin on the highway to Ryder. Kenneth Williams, Mark Stop Militants, Sid James, getting the girls that St. Trinians. Call me Sid James, be my happy Jakes. You can sing my song, oh, what's a carry on? It's just a carry on. Yeah, baby. Call me Sid James, be my happy Jakes. You can sing my song, oh, what's a carry on?